Welcome to Business Scale Insights with Kimberly Marie Bonner. Listen for commentary, interviews, and information on how to grow your business. For all the details, contact BusinessScaleInsightsNetwork.com. So, Empire Builders, are you ready? Here's Kimberly Marie Bonner. Hello and welcome, Empire Builders, to another episode of Business Scale Insights. I'm your host, Kimberly Marie Bonner, and I'm so honored to be continuing this branding series with me. Today is the CEO of Jaza, uh, John Chapman. John, say hello to the listening audience real quick. Hello, everybody. Nice to talk with you and be able to be with you today. Absolutely. I'm really excited to continue this series on branding because I really think it's so important. As many of you know, I am a franchise developer actually by trade. And then before that, I was an IP licensing, um, for lack of a better word, guru for much of my career. And branding uh, is so important when it comes to the ROI of a business, uh, licensing opportunities, if you want to scale. And I found that a lot of small businesses really don't understand what branding is all about. And fundamentally, it's about what you're known for, what you personally as the CEO or, bi- or a business owner, yeah, are known for. And also corporately, what is your business known for? And it's beyond just a name. It's beyond just a logo. Um, it's beyond just identity. But it's really what are you fundamentally known for? And I brought uh, John Chapman on as a guest Uh, because he has such a powerful brand story. And what a lot of people don't understand is your brand story is really fundamentally how people will find out about you, how people will uh, get an impression about you, uh, how people will perceive you in the marketplace. And many times the brand story is what the CEO's story is. And sometimes it's what really how the company was created, you know, in somebody's garage or in somebody's basement, et cetera, and so forth. But nevertheless, that's what gets people's attention in the marketplace. And that's how you become known for X, Y, and Z. And so I have, I have John on. John, are you still there? Yes, I am. Because I'm getting some funny feedback. Um, uh, I have John on because he has an incredible story, and that story is really kind of bleeds into Jaza's story. So, um, first off, John, can you tell um, you know the listening audience more about Jaza? What exactly is it, and what led you to create it? All right, Jaza Inc. Trade School is a fully accredited trade school that's located in. The main office is in Manassas, Virginia. We have several offices in the process of opening. We train in electrical, plumbing, HVAC, and also orthodontic assistance. Um, what led me to do this is to help the re-entering citizens, which are actually ex-offenders getting out of prison and jail, be able to get full-time jobs and be successful in the community. Um, another thing I went into is the low-income people that are on food stamps. We're able to get them fully funded into the program, get them into the program, get them out making full salaries, self-sustainable salaries. 
Awesome. Now, I know you've had an incredible amount of success, and I know we were going to talk about this later on in the interview, but share with the listening audience, you know, when was Jazza created and how many schools um, do you have online to open now? Um, Jazza Inc. Trade School was founded in August of 2014 by myself, and I started it as one school in Fairfax. Now we have a Manassas, Virginia main campus. We have a Norfolk campus over there by Virginia Beach. We are in the process of opening up one in Roseville, Michigan, and San Diego, California. So I'm pretty excited about those. That is amazing. That is absolutely amazing. Now, I, we were introduced by kind of a mutual friend, and then you shared with me your story. But then before that, you shared your story with this mutual business friend, and he's just been over the moon about about really what you've gone through and how you've come out on the other side. And so I really want to spend the bulk of this interview, since it's really about branding and getting that brand narrative down, I want you to spend the next five to 10 minutes really talking about your story. And it's so compelling, you guys. You may even have to pull over to the side of the road, pop some popcorn at home or something like that, because it's unbelievable. So John, share really the story of you and how you got to this point. Definitely. So I moved to Virginia as a single dad of two daughters and um, basically moved with bags on my, just the luggage on my back and moved and started over. Um, met somebody. We had a, we have a child together. I have a, three daughters now. Um, in 2009, I got arrested for selling my own Disney World tickets on Craigslist. Um, it was kind of ridiculous i thought it was a joke actually because my family is all in the government i thought it was actually a joke but it wasn't nonetheless i did i got three and a half years in prison as my sentence um luckily i was able to go back to court and get it changed to nine months incarceration i did 90 days in the hole because i couldn't afford my fines lost my kid and i'm kind of going through it pretty quickly because it's only five to ten minutes well, take, you know what? It's so important. I, my producer, AJ, as you were talking, his eyes are lighting up and he's like, whoa. So, you yeah. know, take your time because it's a lot to digest. It it's is, a lot um, to digest. Take your time. So so what happened when I got it changed over to nine months, I was able to do house arrest, which in Virginia is about $850 a month just to be able to wear that ankle bracelet. So I couldn't afford the ankle bracelet. I fell behind $350 and they came to my door and brought me back to the jail and threw me in the hole for 90 days, which is solitary confinement. At the time you only ate on Sundays. And it was it was crazy because um, during that time in, in solitary confinement, I got a letter from my ex-wife saying she took my kids from me I had no, you have no access to the outside so I can receive letters, but I can't send them out. So imagine the feeling you get when you get that letter. I can't Um, imagine. I cannot imagine. I then, whenever you get put into the hole or solitary confinement, you then get reclassified. So now I got put into the old part of the jail with the people who are 
real criminals. I mean, the, the murderers. I actually, my cellmate. You've got to be kidding uh, me. Over Disney tickets? Correct, because you, re, you get reclassified. So what I did is at that point, I was re, reclassified and put to the old part of the jail where my new cellmate had shot and killed three of his employees. I believe he was a barber. I have to laugh to keep from crying, John. This is this is crazy. This is crazy. It was, to say the least, not the best part of my life. I've gone through some stuff. Um, I then was released on September 10th, I believe, and I I came out. I was able to get um, get a court date set up and drove uh, got a bus and drove all the way to Michigan to court for my to take my ex-wife to court to take my kids back. Um, she had had them talk to to say that they were scared of me. Mind you, they were three and six at the time, somewhere like that. They were younger, much younger. Um, so they listened to her, but the judge noticed in their eyes that something wasn't right, so he took them back to their chamber where he came back out and said, that none of that was true what the kids were saying they were just fearful of what you know whatever mom was telling them so he immediately uh, remended them back over to me and when i got to virginia we were basically we were homeless i spent time at the uh patrick henry shelter out in falls church i know exactly that and it's so funny I did work to support that shelter and so many other shelters when I lived in Fairfax. That's amazing. I didn't know I didn't know that little factoid, but keep going. Yeah, so I was in the Patrick Henry shelter, and it was funny because my brother lives in a uh, a high rise with high security, and my kids thought that we've got rich that we lived in a <laughs> because you know when you come in you have to get buzzed in. Yes. So they just assumed it was no different than my brother's place, and. Um, the feeling of I guess that you didn't make it that you you lost everything as a man to be able to provide for your family that hurts I can't imagine and so we we literally while while I was incarcerated I had called my girlfriend and she was literally being kicked out of the house at the time and so could you imagine you can't do anything about that because you're locked up I can't imagine so so I'm in the shelter. They give me, um, I go for an interview, and this is when things start picking up. I go for an interview with my last $20, and I meet this gentleman who's actually a really good friend of mine now. He hires me as a pest control technician. And I, as I'm talking to him, I told him my whole story, and he couldn't believe it. Hires me, and I said, is there any way I can get a, a extension to begin with because I don't have the gas to get to work next week? He said he can't do that, but what he can do is make me a manager, and he took me up and bought me a Ford uh, F-150 as a company truck. So things started picking up. So this is what started me thinking about what I wanted to do, and I already had a building license. So I was like, you know what? I'm having a hard time getting a job. Could you imagine somebody who's unskilled? coming out of the penitentiary coming out of even being low income well what were what were you what was your job what was your job before the whole thing went down with the tickets what were you doing before then i had my building license i was a home remodeling okay okay amazing so you're absolutely right so you started thinking to yourself oh my goodness what do people do when they're coming out of a similar situation correct and then i started doing my research 
and I started thinking, you know what, I, I'm 40. Somehow, I still don't know how, but somehow I'm 40 now. And I started thinking, you know, my age and younger, what were we pushed to do? We were pushed to go to college. Correct. Yes. So guess what? By 2025, we are going to be at a deficit, I believe, of 85% in the skilled trades. Absolutely. Because all the baby boomers are retiring. It's so funny that you say that, and we're going to have to go cut to a break, but I want to leave this thought with the listeners. I was just looking at an Inc. magazine article about the most in-demand job skills for the future, and this is coming out of um, the association that handles kind of human resources trade, Um, and it says that I I want to say among the top five is trade skills. Plumbing, welding, um, modeling, carpentry. Uh, These are things that are up there with kind of more highly, highly technical skills at all. And and people don't realize this is a deficit, to your point. We don't have enough of the folks trained to do this. So when we come back, let's, let's kind of go from there, talk about the fact that there is that deficit and how you are helping to deal with that, okay? Definitely. Thank you. And we are back, Business Scale Insights, with your host, Kimberly Marie Bonner. And I have the honor of interviewing John Chapman, CEO of Jaza. And we were just in the middle of him sharing his story, which is an incredible story about how he was unfortunately incarcerated <laughs> related to Disney World tickets. Could you say that again? I'm probably, I don't know if I'm framing it properly, John. Yes, unfortunately, in the uh, in 2007, uh, 2008, and 9, it was illegal to sell your own Disney World ticket with the, because I was not a legal ticketer. However, in 2017, they made it legal, so you are allowed to now. <laughs> but even if it was illegal, it would definitely appear that the punishment did not fit the crime. So here you are after you served your time. You're trying to provide for your family. And you were talking about the fact that there is this deficit of trade skills out there. And so I just want you to pick up where you left off. Correct. A lot of people nowadays are pushing their kids to go to college. They they walk away owing sixty to $100,000. Um and as of as of 2025, we're looking at an 80 to 85 percent deficit because the baby boomers are all retiring, such as my dad, who's in the trades. They all start to retire, and nobody's wanted. It. Everybody was pushing their kids to go to college, or you won't make good money. Mm-hmm. Well, if you did the math, an electrician after four years is making a hundred thousand dollars a year plus, and owes nothing in schooling. Right. I completely so agree. The, the difference between a doctor and electrician is just based on you got to do something you enjoy for a living, because we we are we are at work a lot more than we're at home. That is the truth. So you have this idea, you know, there's a deficit. Then you have your experience of how it's been so difficult for you to really um, be gainfully employed after the whole episode with the incarceration. So is that where Jaza was born, understanding the need and your own experience? Correct. Jaza was born based on the experience of the fact that these guys, how could you, how could you, they don't reoffend because they want to go back to, back to prison. I know. I would do whatever it takes to make sure my children don't not miss them, don't miss a meal. 
Say that, that mean, say that again. Say that again. A person who has been incarcerated is not trying to reoffend to go to jail, to go to prison again, to go be parole, get pulled back from parole, violated. They're doing it like myself. You do what you got to do to make sure your children don't miss out on a meal. So true. So if, if these people are only, I, I couldn't even get a job at McDonald's. They told me I was overqualified. I said, I don't care. Give me a chance and I'll stay here. Wow. So Ooh. imagine somebody trying to raise their family and can't even get a minimum wage job. So, so my goal with Jazza was train them in train them in a skill so that I can get them a job. Our program is not two, three years long. Our program is five weeks for, if you want to double up and do a, a fast program or 10 weeks at one day a week. We, we place people, we have the union picking people up. I have one guy that graduated that comes to every graduation and speaks because he's making over $100,000 a year two years later when he thought he was going to be nothing. That's amazing. So how did you start, Jazza? I mean, it's one thing to have the idea, and God knows your story is incredible. What a testimony. But how do you go from that, your story, to actually making it happen, right, and starting the school? So I partnered with a company called OAR out of Fairfax. They help ex-offenders. Um, they took us as a sample program because before you can be accredited, you have to show that your class actually works. Before you can show your class actually works, you have to run a class. So it's kind of like a catch-22. Mm-hmm. So I ran three classes for free <laughs> and then showed that we were able to put people to work. And then I sent it over to DPOR, got fully accredited. Then I sent it over to the the uh, federal program called WIOA, Work Investment Opportunities Act. Now mm-hmm. I'm a fully accredited training provider for them so I can get funding for these guys. And just recently, the new news is, is that we partnered with the school district and they're going to start busing people, busing students to get high school credit and credit through us. Oh, that is starting wonderful. Starting 2020, 2021 school year. Oh, that is wonderful. Which school district? That would be Prince William. Oh, congratulations, John. This is, you're doing some pioneering work, and I'm so happy for you. I am so happy for you. So you start out with those humble beginnings, and you shared a few of that one success story. Do you have some other success stories other than that that you can share? The the director of that shelter that helped me place place me in in my first home. Mm Mm-hmm. I hired him. He works for Gaza now as our director. <laughs> you so, gotta be kidding and he me. Goes around, no, he goes around <laughs> talking and speaking and telling people that you never treat anybody different because they could end up being your boss one day. You know, that's the truth. And my grandmother and he, my grandmother used to always say, but for the grace of God, honey, go you. So you need to always have, you know, deal with people so whenever the way you I, be deal, dealt with. Exactly. So whenever I see that person on the street, you never know. It's the truth. It's the truth. I hand my business card, and I never tell them that I'm the owner. I always tell them I know somebody who can get you funded. And I will. I personally hand out um, scholarships in my mom's name and pay for people who can't get into the program. Because the idea is not about the money. It's to get the people out and get them jobs. When I first heard your story, I said, you have to be, you have to be on this radio show. And we have to get you on the podcast because 
what you're doing, there's going to be somebody that's listening either through the podcast or on the radio show. There, you know, the world is small and this message needs to go out there because number one, you're going to encourage somebody that if you could call, if you could go through hell and back, right, and have it <laughs> and really be where you are today, then they can too. And so exactly, that's one of those things my pastor used to tell me is if you're going through hell, just keep on going. It's you the know? truth. We're encouraging somebody. It it's true. Um, and number two, I think it's so important that you talked about young people in high school, et cetera, and so forth. You are right. Um, Gen Zers have so much pressure to go to college and college doesn't even have the ROI, particularly if you're not going to one of these, you know, top name schools with a top network. It doesn't make sense to go to a. Un unfortunately, college has become the new high school diploma. Well, everybody yeah, has one. Everybody has one, but it depends. I mean, it's one thing if you come from a top tier college, if you come from a bottom tier college, is it really worth it? I mean, seriously, exactly. um, versus getting a trade and knowing the ROI of getting that skill, the marketplace is going to reward it with a minimum salary of X um, that you can establish. That, that's like in Virginia for electrical. If they take our class within four to five years, they'll be making upwards to $65 an hour. Wow. So can you talk about the different classes that you offer? So you talked about electrical. Is there Are there other domains that you specialize in and people can get um, certified electrical, in? Correct. Electrical, plumbing, HVAC. We're looking at getting into glazier, which is uh, glass. Um, we just got certified as a orthodontic assistant program. Wow. And this way we can offer to women as well. I have several women that actually go through the electrical program and you'd be amazed they end up being supervisors. Amazing. It's so funny that you mentioned HVAC. Um, there is a business that is investigating franchising with me. The The guy who's the founder started out as a nurse. <laughs> nice. he, start, he started out as a nurse and he, for whatever reason, his, he was waiting on his certification to come through. He couldn't get a real nursing job here. And so he was just like, well, let me take like a handyman kind of AC guy job. And it was with an um, apartment building. And he thought he was just going to kind of fluff his way through. And the guy who hired him was like, "I, you don't know anything about doing anything with HVAC. So I need you to go through this certification. Kind of like what you went through, right? Or what you're offering. It's, Definitely. So, it's, it's changed yeah. his life. He's like, he's he's a dominant player in, I'm using this as kind of a uh, validator for you. He's a dominant player in South Florida. He made a career transition, invested in, you know, a trade school like yours. And the rest, as they say, is history. And he's thinking about franchising. He's got multiple that's locations. The, that's the best part about a trade school is you learn hands-on. So you actually learn what you're going to be doing for a living. You go to college. I have a sister who went to college for electrical engineering. She went and got her job and hated it. After all those years of college, it wasn't what she thought it was. And she's still working with her degree, but she's not an electrical engineer. She's doing something different with it. I definitely consider you um, such a disruptor in education, and it's a necessary disruptor. Um, the fact that you're focusing on the trades, the fact that you are, you know, it's a short amount of time, a low-cost investment, and I do believe that this space is blue ocean because, to your point, the market needs it. 
um, the demand is there. So we only have two minutes left, and I really want you to plug kind of your future vision for Jaza. You know, where do you want to take this? And if somebody in Florida loves what they're hearing and wants you to come to South Florida and connect with high schools in this area, how can they get in touch with you? So really, so, we, we want to move forward with you in this area as well, so I'm sure. Definitely. If somebody wants to get in touch with me, they can call our phone number is 571-306-3066. The nice thing about our phone number, if they want to talk to me particularly, text message our main number and it hits my personal cell phone. Terrific. Terrific. And then the other thing that they can do is email info at jasainc.org. They could find us on Facebook for videos of classes and previous students speaking is uh, J-A-S-A space I-N-C. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Jazza Inc. Trade School. Wonderful. Well, that's about it. I'm really excited. Thank you so much for sharing your story. And the best is yet ahead for you, John. And to those listening, here's to your success. Take care. You have been listening to Business Scale Insights with Kimberly Marie Bonner. To get her personal attention to you and your empire, go to businessscaleinsightsnetwork.com. That's businessscaleinsightsnetwork.com. And tune in again next week for more from Kimberly Marie Bonner with Business Scale Insights.